So, as I said, there's that question. Give to God what belongs to God and give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And that's a hard thing to ask. We look around sometimes and we say we feel God's presence in our lives. But how do we decide? Does everything we have come from God, all the good and all the bad? Do we then give the bad up to God as well as the good? We ask every week in the offering, return the gifts of God to God for God's work. But Jesus here says this money has Caesar's picture on it. So ought we to give our money to Ben Franklin and Andrew Jackson instead? Right? It's simple. That's what the text says, right? I mean, it's very obvious. It's clear. He's not ambiguous. So the question for me has always been, what is God's? How do I know that God has been there? How do I know that God is in the thing that I am doing? And it's really a hard thing to articulate. It's a hard thing for ministers sometimes in the evangelical churches, the more evangelical churches anyway, than ours. You see testimony, you see people talking about how God has acted in people's lives. And it turns out this is very effective. This is a message. This gets you feeling God's presence, understanding that in those around you, God has been present in their lives. God has changed things in them and that that same thing can be true of us too. In her book, Real Good Church, Molly Finney Basquette, <clears throat> who used to lead the church about three blocks from my house and actually still does uh, in Somerville, Massachusetts, writes that the practice in her church was that the liturgists had to write some of the prayers every week. And one of them was the offering prayer, and part of that prayer was talking specifically about God in our lives and what that looked like. And so this church, this UCC church, this very, very, very progressive UCC church uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, has people up there every week testifying to what it looks like when God is acting in their lives. But it's hard to start that. It's hard to say I can point at this moment when God was present in my life. And it's even harder to say this is going to be a moment when I touch the holy, when I feel God's presence with me. And so my challenge to you is to look to the words in Exodus. And look at this marvelous story of Moses trying to cajole God into giving his people, Moses' people, a label of showing God's self to Moses and to others to show, he said, we need you to come with us in your, and we imagine Moses means physical presence so that people know that we have a special relationship with you. And God says to Moses, I will be with you, this I promise. You have indeed found favor in my sight, I will be with you but you may not look at me. You may not see me, and God may as well be saying, you will know that I am with you, but you need to find out what that means. You need to find my presence in your midst without the easy way out of me showing you that I am here. And so it is with our lives that 
God says, no, it's not that easy. You don't get a label bestowed upon you. You don't get to say, I am a Christian and therefore I know all the things that I do are good and that God's presence is with me in all the things that I do. No, you need to find God on your own in a community with one another and sit there and understand what is it that God's presence means in this place for me? How do I see where God was? Oh, wait, I gave it away. Because what God says to Moses is, I will not show you up front who I am. I will not tell you a name. When asked for a name, what did God say? Tell them I am has sent you. God is presence. And the magnificent thing about God's presence is that when it is there, things are no longer the same. And that is what God says to Moses here. Moses, you cannot see me. To see me ends your humanity. So I'll protect you. I will hold my hand over your face in the rock so that you are not burned up and you will see my backside. God says, you will know that I have passed by by what is in my wake. You will know because behind me, things have changed. And that is how you know that God was present. And so as we ask what things are from God, what things change us? What things make us feel holy? What things make us want to be more? It's a hard thing for me to say, all those days in Cambridge sitting in church. True now as it was then, those moments when I could weep with joy and with sorrow in God's presence. You know what's true in this church. You know what's true today as it was two weeks ago. That I know what it is like because I feel this emotion that makes me want to be better that makes me understand what grace is, that makes me understand that God's love means being able to cry in both joy and sorrow, and that I walk away from that experience every time changed. My life is different because I got to stand here with Bruce Beckwith. My life is different because I get to hear stories about how Tom Ballard had more than two parents in this congregation. And I know I want someone to remember like that. I want to know what will be in my wake. What will people see when they see my life and what it has been? What will people celebrate in my wake? How will I show that the world is different because I have been a part of it. That's our challenge every week. That is God's presence. How as a church do we show the world around us that this town is different because we are here and that our lives are different because we are here every week? That is our challenge. That is what it means to find what is God's. To find those things that make a difference in our lives. To change ourselves through giving our voices 
through giving our presence, through giving our gifts of teaching. It, you know, I walked in today and I said, I wonder why Marlos and Gail are here so early. And then I remembered because they volunteered to teach Sunday school because they wanted to change the lives of our children. And so it is with all of our teachers, so many of whom are here today and some of whom have left again because this was so important to them. In this stewardship season, know that this is what we mean when we ask to return the gifts of God. The gift of God is transformation. It is change from one thing into another. And that is what we do in this church. And that is what we strive to do in this church. And we don't know how to do it. We know how to do some things, but we don't know where that path will take us. But in this season where, yes, we give gifts with our money and we lay out what it is that we want to do, Jeanette and I are working on a narrative budget to tell the story of the church, to show you how we think we are changing things and to put into words what it is that we're doing. And so we can take a look and say, we need to do more of this. We need to do more of that. We need to do less of this. And we can say together, in this church, what we do is search for God's presence. And we know we see it when we are changed in its wake. And through Jesus Christ, we hope to have that effect on other people too to bring change to people's lives, to transform them and help them want to be better and help them to be better and to find peace and love and grace in this place. Amen.